Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and fancy people make everything better. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. And we are the Drunk Guys, and we are back again. It's like we never left uh, talking it's about like we live here. the necklace today, a uh, short story by Guy de Mapausant. How do you say that guy's name? Uh, more like Guy de Maupassant. Oh, and in, in French, the story was called Let Necklace, <laughs> and we're talking about that with Eric here and drinking a beer called Fancy People. Welcome, Eric. Hello. Did you guys actually go home last night? We hid behind these barrels. <laughs> and just drank all night. It's good to, it's good to have you guys back. Wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, today we're going to pair with your story, The uh, Fancy People. It's a blonde ale. It's 5.5%, which is nice because it's very, uh, well, for us, very low in ABV. Uh, so you can have more than four. Um, <laughs> no problem. It's a, it's a, we're, we're calling it a tropical hoppy blonde ale. Uh, it's also got guava, coconut, and pineapple. And then it's a, the dry hop is mosaic in it. So uh, you should be picking up a, some, diff- some different fruit flavors in there. Definitely coconut. Yeah. Mm. I, again, I still don't really know what a guava tastes like, but I, I have a sense as the tropical fruity thing. But I could detect it distinctly coconut and pineapple. And guava. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's there. I'm just too <laughs> stupid to identify. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I would say that, the, I mean, the coconuts is probably the heaviest of the three. And then the uh, pineapple and then the guava. And then there's some mosaic at the end. What would you say mosaic hops taste like? Hop. A bunch of little hops put together. Yeah. I think that's a joke you made last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, it's interesting because I, I would say a lot of the brewers will, like, take the hops and grind them up and sniff them and chew on them and, you know, have a good idea of which each hop tastes like. And then like they I, turn into hop snuff. And then just, like, rubbing on their gums. I'm closer to, like, you guys where I drink the beer. Mm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it's like I have my interpretation of what I think it is. It's not, it's not as, for me, uh, it's not earthy, but it's also not as fruity, floral, citrusy. Um, so, I don't know, which makes it sound like it's nothing, but I mean, it's not. <laughs> those are all the hops. It's not extremes of, of any of those three for me, I would say. But Maybe since it's uh, maybe because it's more balanced, I might explain why it's used in so many beers. It's yeah. a really popular hop. Could I just uh, ask the audience not to mind Cthulhu in the background? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Who's yeah, clearly if you, if, waking from the depths If right you now. listen to the possibly earlier or later episode, it's outside. Well, Cthulhu warps time and space. But if you come to Finback, it won't be here then. Unless it's on, uh, you know, a day that we brew. Isn't that most days? Uh, it's five days a week. <laughs> well, there you have it. You have a two and seventh chance of getting that right. <laughs> So uh, the necklace is a short story from a while ago. So by some guy takes place in Paris. I'm not going to try and say his name again. Uh, it is okay. So there's this woman who is like really beautiful, but married a very poor dude, average bureaucrat dude. Yep. And she was really sad that she doesn't have any nice stuff. And so, but then. Uh, they get invited to a big to a ball to a really big party, and she wants to look nice. So she but he's invites her. Like, honey, this is going to be great. Yeah, you and at first she's like, "I don't want to go because I don't have anything nice to wear." It's like, okay, fine. I will loan you some money. I will loan you five. Loan you five. I will give you five hundred francs. Four hundred. Four hundred francs, so you could buy a dress. Well, she's she's like, I need a new dress. How much is it going to cost? Four hundred francs, and he's like, 
Ah, shit, I was gonna just about to spend 400 francs on some bullshit for myself. Yeah. He's going to go, like, hunting pheasants or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I guess I could give some of that to my wife. And then, and then she's like, I have the dress. And then the night of, or the day before, she's like, the dress is nice. The new dress is nice. But I don't have any jewelry to wear. And the guy goes, why don't you just ask your friend for some jewelry? Oh, what a brilliant idea. I'll just ask that woman. So she goes over, finds, looks through all her jewelry, asks if you can borrow it, blah, blah, blah. And she finds a necklace that's just so beautiful. Diamond necklace. Diamond necklace. And that's what she wears to the ball. They go to the ball, and she's like the most popular girl there they with a like ball with all the fancy, fancy people. people. And yes. they look like they belong now because she's dressed to the nines and has her Harry Windsor necklace on or whatever the fuck. You Harry know. Winston. Winston. That's, I, I don't shop there for my wife, nor from Bethany's or any of those places. I think it's Tiffany's. Yeah, I know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, she, they go to the ball. She's like the most popular girl there. Everybody thinks she's so lovely. And then it's time for the ball is over. It's time to leave. So they go out and they like can't find a carriage or they can't find a cab. They both call it a cab and a carriage. So like what That's is it? It's a horse-drawn thing. Yeah, I mean, horse-drawn thing. And they're trying to get this thing. And then they finally get back home or they almost get back home. And they realize, oh, my God, the necklace, it's gone. It's missing. Yeah. So she wanders the streets looking for it and comes home and she's Can't like, find it. Fuck. And they're like, oh, like feel so bad about borrowing this beautiful jewelry from her friend and then losing it. So they get like, oh, I'll, I'll. So instead of just telling the person, oh, I'm sorry, we lost it, they go to a jeweler to find something that looks pretty much the same that costs an enormous amount of money. Well, they go to the, on the jewelry box that she borrowed it in. They go to that jeweler and he's like, yeah, I. That's my box, but I never made anything that looks, sounds like what you're describing. And they're like, oh, God, it's like this uncommon thing. Yeah. So they have to get into like 18,000 francs or something ridiculous. And they borrow from every fucking French person mm-hmm. in France. They borrow, basically, they borrow 18,000 francs, which is a ton of money. And they spend 10 years paying it off. Yeah, they move into a shitty loft. Yeah, the they wife, dismiss they get rid of the, the servant, so the wife has to do all the like cooking and cleaning and scrubbing of floors herself. The husband starts doing like side work as a yeah, I forget like a copyist or something, some random. Yeah, you basically get a second job. They, they, they slave for ten years to pay for this thing, and then the wife is old, chewed up and haggard, and then she goes to the friend one day and she's like, and the friend is like, "Wow, you look awful." Yeah, what happened to you, man? You work on the wrong side of the gutter. <laughs> and, then the, and then the wife says, oh, that, remember that necklace I borrowed from you? Well, I actually lost it, but I've, been spent, I've spent these last 10 years working to pay off the replacement. She's like, wow, you should have just told me, because that was a piece of shit necklace. That was, is it paste? Paste, that's the word. I don't really know what that means in jewelry, but I assume it means it was costume jewelry. It was shitty, yeah. Yeah, it was garbage. And you just gave me a, she's like, did you even look at the necklace? I haven't even looked at it since you gave it to me. Like, I haven't even looked. So she's been sitting on this extremely expensive necklace yeah. for a decade while these people have slaved away to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you should have just told me. The end. The end. That's the story. I feel like short stories have twists. A lot of them do. Oftentimes, yeah. So the most famous American short story writer is probably O. Henry. And O. Henry, as the ladies called him. And <laughs> he did this in every single story. We have we, done. We've done one of them. You did the Christmas, uh, the mind blank. Gift of the Magi. Gift, the yeah. Gift of the Magi. I yeah. couldn't think of it either. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, uh, I read a whole collection of O. Henry's short stories because I felt really shitty counting Gift of the Magi as a book on, on Goodreads. Mm. 
So, like, that's not a whole book. I better read this rest of the book, too. And every single short story did the same thing. They end with a twist. There was like, Every single time, it's like, oh, I gotcha. And you're like, oh, boy. Yeah, it either seems twisty or, like, futuristic, like the world has ended. Get your stuff fixed now, people. There's a lot of that in the, the sci-fi world, especially. But I think, like, the older time, like, early 20th century ones, before the sci-fi became, like, becomes cool, mm-hmm. they're either twists or they're just, like, not even a whole story gets told. You know, it's just like, here's a little scene. And at the end of the scene, they all leave. And there's no real conflict. There's no real conclusion. It's just like, people did some stuff, and you saw some of that. Yeah. Which both work for a short story, but would not really work for a long-form thing. Because if you read a 200, 300-page book, and at the end, like, well, nothing really happened, but you just saw what it was like to have dinner with uh, your in-laws. Like, well, fuck you. That was not With cool. a twist ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Just, you're adopted. You are <laughs> not the father. And you actually enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it works with short stories. Uh, and this one, I, as I went through it, I was expecting something like, mm-hmm. like how, what else, were there, what other ending could there have been? No. So I, guess I, I, I was wondering as I was reading it, though, it wasn't, I was wondering if the message was going to be like, in the woman, the wife was happier that she was actually doing the work herself. She was actually like living brightly she was actually yeah. it, there was like it, it was a good thing that she did all that or she they, learned about not being a stuck up little yeah bitch <laughs> aristocrat yeah or they were Crap. gonna yeah uh or they they were gonna there she was gonna be like a relief to telling this secret mm-hmm. you know but really there's nothing he's like ah silly you but that's mine now i guess right yeah. like that's the next <laughs> sentence that is not in the story but well thanks a lot for that fortune <laughs> and the moral of the story is be honest Kind of, yeah. Kind of feels like, yeah, you should have been honest. And maybe just, you know, pick a better husband. <laughs> right? Like, the shitty husband is like... Shitty or richer? What? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> pick a richer husband? Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> but, like, she picks she she picks a, she picks a the shitty husband. Or she thinks he's shitty because he doesn't spoil her. But then when he tries to do the nice thing, she's like, that's not nice enough. And then... Uh, yeah. Then... And she finally, like, gets... She wants to be the popular person... And she gets what she wants, but she really has to pay for it yeah. for 10 years. Costs a lot to be fancy people for one night. Not a Finbeck, though. No. Four packs of this are available for much more affordable rates. <laughs> you won't have to pay that off for 10 less years. Less than 10 years of servitude. Though, if, if you're looking to indenture yourself, they are expanding to a new location, and maybe they need, maybe they need the help. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think that's legal in New York State, but we don't have to tell anyone. Yeah. Direct your, your queries to info at finbuckbrewery.com. Uh, right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkeyesbc or the other ones, uh, face, Facebook and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram slash drunkeyesbookclub. And if you are drunk enough to listen this far, why don't you just leave us a review and why don't you just round up two five stars? It won't cost you 10 years of labor to do it. And thanks again to Eric and everybody at Finback for having us. And uh, we'll see you and maybe them again. Who knows? <laughs> we might still be here Quick, tonight. They're turning off the lights. Hide, Nate. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs>